This show is brought to you by earpeeler.com. What's up, everybody? This is John Bush from Armored Saint, and you are cranking it up. Hey there, this is Joey Vera from Armored Saints, and you are listening to Mars Attack. This is Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein of Doyle, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, what do you say? Be careful, because Mars Attacks. This is Bobby Blitz from Overkill. You stay tuned. Hey, this is Chuck Billy from Testament right here on Mars Attacks. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave Windorf from Monster Magnet, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, what's happening? This is Tommy Victor from Prong and Danzig. Hey, all, here's Andrea Peter from Sepultura and De La Tierra, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Enjoy. Yo, what's up? This is Frank Fellow from Anthrax, and you are listening to Mars Attack. Turn it up! Hey, this is Richard Patrick from Filter, and you're listening to Mars Attack. Hello, everybody. This is Max Cavalera, Soulfly. You're listening to Mars Attack. Stay metal. This is Brant Bjork. And you're listening to Mars Attacks. So keep listening. Hey, what's up? This is Kyle from The Sword, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Welcome, one and all, to episode 145 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor, and we have – this is sort of a crossover episode because we bring over from the Galaxy of Geeks uh, podcast, we bring over my good friend Chris Vaglio, Chris jet-lagged and fresh off the plane, ranted the mic to be part of the Mars Attacks year-end countdown. Chris, how are you, sir? I am doing excellent. Uh, very well-rested vacation. Down in a Universal Orlando with the with the fam, and uh, yeah, I had let my litter, uh, my inner uh, geek flag fly pretty high this uh, this <laughs> over these last few days, as I totally geeked out in uh, a Harry Potter land there. So it was awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Is the Harry Potter stuff? Is that what will eventually take over for the Marvel stuff? Because I I have a feeling that Disney at some point will probably pull the plug on that. No. Yeah, I don't know because you know it seems like all the the Marvel stuff that's in there seems to be the like so it's the Hulk and uh, and the Hulk is a I think it's a pretty new roller coaster. Hello, I'm not sure. They have Doctor Doom's free fall thing. Uh, they have some kind of like storm ride that I guess is like I don't know. I, I didn't go. I don't go on out. I hate roller coasters and I I didn't go <laughs> on the storm thing. But the, and don't forget the free fall. I'm not going on that either. But the, Spider-Man was cool, and that's a pretty new ride, which is exactly like Transformers. If if anybody's gone on a Transformers ride down there, uh, it's, it's the exact same thing, but it's still pretty awesome. I don't know, maybe. I mean, Harry Potter Land's pretty big. I mean, they have Diagon, and so it's, it takes over like the two parks because um, there's Islands of Adventure, which is kind of like the roller coasters and stuff, and then well, they didn't have a lot of roller coasters, but then they and then they have Universal Studios. And Harry Potter universe world takes over both parks. So in one in Islands of Adventure, it's Hogsmeade, and then in uh, Universal, it's Diagon Alley, and it's pretty awesome. I, I will say I like the Diagon Alley setup better because it was much more movie authentic as far as the the the, the scene and the setup and props and all that. It was really cool. Um, 
and a ride there was was pretty odd. Awesome. The, the, the two big rides are in uh, at uh, Islands of Adventure. It's uh, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, which is pretty awesome, and you fly through and you're doing Quidditch. Whatever. It's pretty awesome. And then the, uh, the trip uh, Gringotts uh, train thing. It's pretty. Awesome. It was pretty cool. <laughs> That's a Diagon Alley. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess all of those properties, for the most part, are, are Fox or Sony or, or Paramount, really. I mean, they're not – I mean, it's not Captain America. It's not Iron Man. It's not, you know, the ones that they have 100% control right. of. But, you know, they do sell, but they're selling, like, that merchandise in there. Like, they're selling Captain America merchandise. They're selling Iron Man merchandise there. So – I don't know. Maybe they have a licensing thing worked out with Disney. Maybe you know. I, I don't know. I mean, they they sell all the Marvel merchandise there in, in that little section. Like you could buy like the Thor stuff, hammer and stuff. Like you know, they have that stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that's that. That's interesting. Uh, I mean, I guess if they have the licensing going on, then why would they, you know, get rid of it? Sort of deal, you know. Yeah, I guess unless until Disney decides that they're going to build, like, a Marvel superhero park, you know, and, and uh, after they're done with Star Wars, which that's, you know, all focus and attention should be put on getting the Star Wars done, and then everything else can happen. There you go. Yeah. The, the, the words of a true non-biased uh, <laughs> fan. <laughs> so, very cool. So if any of you that are checking our banter out here for the first time and want to hear more, go over to Galaxy of Geeks, galaxyofgeeks.net. We're up on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on the Google Play. Um, just go to galaxyofgeeks.net, and you'll find links to all that great stuff at the top and the bottom, all the links to the social media and all that stuff as well. So instead of memorizing anything, just go there. You, you'll find everything you need to know. So awesome. So let's talk a little music here. Um, like we were saying before starting the, the episode, I've listened to hours upon hours of music this week. And I've compiled roughly, I mean, I have like 20 albums here. Uh, I can easily go beyond that. I, I mean, I've probably listened to close to a hundred albums this week. <laughs> maybe that's, uh, Jeez, that's maybe <laughs> maybe that's a a bit more fifty easily, seventy something easily, a hundred. I don't know because I've listened to everything once, and I've gone back and I've listened to things that I'd listened to earlier on in the year. And thought, okay, is this good enough? Isn't it good enough? You know, so basically what we're going to do is um, we're going to do our top five. And we'll see if we overlap any. We'll see what we do if we overlap any. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, we have uh, – let's, um, let's talk a little bit about what didn't make your top uh, five. Let, let's talk about – uh, let's see. I mean, I'll, I'll give you what would have been my 20 to 10 and then you give me your 10 through six. How about that? All right. That sounds good. Okay. 
So for me, 20 would be the Kill Switch Engage album, Incarnate, 19, Graham Bonnet, The Book, 18, Filter, Crazy Eyes, 17, The Cult, Hidden City, 16, Metallica with Hardwired, uh, 15, Anthrax with For All Kings, 14, A Bath with A Bath, uh, 13, Megadeth with Dystopia, 12, Ishan with Arctis, and 11 would be Spiritual Beggars with Sunrise to Sunset. What is your 10 through 6? I was just thinking, man, you're, ten, you're, you're, you're 20 through, uh, <laughs> I, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a tough list. Some of those are in my top five. So this is going to, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, I was this, like, wow, what a, what a, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's, it's a difficult year because it is. I, out of everything that's come out. And I think this yeah. happens every year. There's always something good to talk about or to listen to. Yeah. And, it's cool to hear that, you know, we're going to differ on things here because we give people a, a different list sure. for, uh, you know, to check out. Maybe there's something that people just heard me mention that they weren't aware that it came out or, right. or they'll, you know, let, let me go back and listen to that again. I didn't like it, you know, the sure. first time. So anyway, 10, so, through, 10 through 6. All right. And we're, we're keeping this in metal, right? It can be metal, anything that's like rock related, if you want. All right, all right, because I do have some stuff that made my top ten, but I kind of reserve the metal stuff for the top five. So it's a mix. So all right, okay. I'm just gonna go for it. So uh, my number number ten is a, a band out of California. They only had a chance to put out one EP this year because unfortunately the lead singer uh, passed away. But the band's called Lucky Scars. And they put out a, a four-song EP called Rock and Roll Party Foul. Uh, awesome track on it is Bandita. John Bunch uh, was the singer of this band. He was in a band called Sensefield for years. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away this year. But they uh, at least got a chance to record uh, this four-song EP. So check it out. Lucky Scars, Rock and Roll Party Foul. Uh, my number nine is Blood Ceremony, Lord of Misrule. I freaking love this band. I think they're great. They have like a whole 60s flute rock metal Anton LaVey thing going on with like female vocals. My, my friend, my, one of my great, great friends who I go to a lot of metal shows with, she calls them, she makes fun of me for listening, but she calls them the Fleetwood Mac of metal. I disagree with that, but I just think it's funny. Uh, my number, uh, number eight is a ghost Pope star EP. Uh, another band I've just fallen in love with, seen them four times this year. And, uh, they, the, the song Square Hammer on here is awesome, and, and they do some really great covers on there as well. Uh, my number seven is <clears throat> Michael Sweet's One-Sided War. Uh, really good record. I know a lot of people make fun of Striper, but I don't. I, I, lyrics aside and all that, they are an awesome band, and Michael Sweet gets to like really show off uh, his pretty much a solo metal chops, which is which is really great. The, the opening song "Bizarre" is, is fantastic. You need to crank it. Uh, my number six, right? Am I doing that right? Six. Yes. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Okay. Is uh, <clears throat> is Descendants? Hypercaffeine spasinate. Uh, not metal. Uh, more into punk, old school uh, SoCal punk. Uh, these guys. 
they just don't disappoint, man. They just they come back with a with a record. It's been a bunch of years, and it, it sounds great. Uh, for the most part, really solid record. So check it out, Hypercafium, Spazinate, really good pop pop punk. The originators, though, the original pop punk. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. I love the documentary that they put out. It was really uh, really neat. And oh, Descendants, awesome. Descendants, a band that you turned me on to years ago. Uh, you and uh, a good friend of mine, Brandon Jones, he got me the um, the CD that has "I'm the One" on it. So, yes, it's a good record. <laughs> anyway, okay, so let me go to my ten through six, which is vastly different. Uh, which, which this is awesome that this is uh, that this how it all came came around. Number ten, Candiria, while we were sleeping. Number nine, Prong, Ultimate Authority. Love Prong, one of my all-time favorite bands. So it's one of those things that, regardless what they put out, even when they put out the damn covers album last year, at least they were obscure covers and they made them sound like their tracks. So I absolutely love them. Uh, Number eight, and this is the reason why I like doing these end-of-year lists late in the year because there's still shit that comes out. I mean, there was stuff that came out today, but last week, not the actual events, by Nine Inch Nails came out, and the EP absolutely blew me away. Absolutely love them as well. You heard that yet? Yeah, it's really, really cool. Guest spots by um, Dave Navarro and Dave Grohl on there. Nice. Both Dave. Yes, and it's actually uh, Grohl's second go-round doing stuff with the band. He actually did stuff on With Teeth. Uh, number seven, man, this album moved up and down the list this this week because this is something that I listened to for the first time a few weeks ago, and I absolutely love this album, but it's one of those things where you listen to so many things that are just so good where anything I think really, especially for me seven on up, there's a lot of these albums that could easily flip-flop. So right. number seven, Gojira with Magma. Just a fucking incredible album. Uh, just so good. I know some people sort of poo-pooed it because they changed you know, the, the way that, um, that they sing and whatnot. Um, the, the lead singer's uh, uh, Joel. See. Yeah, he's actually singing, and he actually uh, moved to Brooklyn, which is where his mother's originally from, and his his mother apparently is pretty sick, so that's why the album sort of – that is sort of the catalyst for the album being very different, and actually he has two kids and whatnot, so, you know, life changes, music changes, the, the band changes, so. There you go. Number six, a album that I haven't seen on anyone else's list. I absolutely love this album. And this is something that it took me the longest time to figure out like what tracks I was going to add to that best of 2006 list that I have in, in iTunes. And a lot of people are going to shit on me for this one, but I don't care. This is a return to form for this band, in my opinion. Number six is The Serenity of Suffering by Korn. (laughs) (laughs) 
no comment. No, I'm just busting chops. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I, I just, a, qu- a quick side note about Corn is I have never liked that band pretty much okay. ever. But I, I went with uh, my friend who I've been going to a lot of shows with. She's, she's great. Uh, she's a metalhead, and it's, it's awesome. And she, uh, she, she got us tickets. She's like, I'm just buying tickets. She basically said, I'm just buying tickets to all these shows all summer long. You come, you come, you don't, you don't. Like, and, uh, and so I went to go see uh, Rob Zombie and Korn, uh, the Attack of the Dreads show, and, and uh, in this moment opened and all that. And uh-huh. I got to tell you, I, as much as I am not a Korn fan, I really enjoyed their actual live show. So Very cool. I'm just saying that they, they I thought they put on a really good live show. And uh, they... they you know, it was a lot of energy, and I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. Awesome. So here we go. We're we're gonna kick off the the music portion of the show. We'll be playing tracks off of our top five picks here. So, uh, as they say in in Caddyshack, Your Honor, Your Honor. What's uh? <laughs> What's number five for you there, sir? All right. Well, number five on my list is actually um, the, uh, the the latest Death Angel record, uh, Evil Divine. Okay. Uh, I really cool. have really been excited that these guys have kind of really come back onto the scene over the last bunch of years, you know, because it was like a very long – it seemed like forever and a day. And I know you can attest to this because when we used to work at the – college radio station together and it was like then they became like the organization and it just yeah. like, they started getting into that tried to get into that more funkier uh groove metal and then they did the organization and it was like ah you know it's just never the same and it just seemed like forever in a day and, and i was so happy when when they came back uh in the last couple of years and, and the evil divide i think is a really solid record i we i saw them live this year uh, oh, they only got to play like six songs. We we saw them at this um, in a, in down by Philly area. There was an all day festival, a two day festival, three day, two day, two day festival, and uh, uh, Rock Allegiance. I think it's yeah, Rock Allegiance, and they played and they played um, the Moth off this record, and they just they ripped it up. It was awesome. Uh, so definitely uh, the Evil Divide for me is a is a just great. I'm not even going to say return to form. It just, it just to me showcases why I have always liked Death Angel, and the sound that I think that they've had, which is that that Bay Area thrash metal sound. They just own their sound. I don't know how else to say. It. Awesome. So let's get into. You actually named my favorite track off of the album, which is the Moth. Let's. Is that fine if we play that track as a representation for you? I think so. I mean, it's a, it's a great, it's a slamming track. Yeah, crank it up. Yeah, awesome. So let's get into that. This is the Moth by Death Angel.
so there you had a little Death Angel with the track The Moth coming off of The Evil Divide. That is Chris's number five. Excuse me there. Um, anything that you hear during this episode, you can pick up via Amazon. We have links in the show notes of the episode. Click on any of those links and go out to Amazon, pick this up. You don't have to pay anything additional for the album. They just give us a nice little finder's fee there. So uh, do us a do us a solid and, and go out and use those Amazon links. Help some so, brothers out, man. Help some brothers there out. There you go. <laughs> awesome. So number five is an album that we talked about quite a bit earlier on this year mm-hmm. and it is last in line the album is heavy crown <laughs> absolutely love this album and there's a specific track off of this that is one of my favorite tracks to come out this year the name of the track is star maker but before we get into that any comments on the last in line well, you know, it's <laughs> it's funny you say because that was going to be my next pick. So uh, okay, but I mean, yeah, I I love this record, man. It just you, you can't help but listen to it and think that man, you really you can hear you know not to take anything away from from the singer in the band, but you can really hear Ronnie singing over some of these songs, and especially especially Star Maker because it's such a it's such a Dio song. Um, it's really good. And, you know, the other thing about this record, too, which you know, songwriting-wise I think is good, but I also really enjoyed the production on this record as well. Like, it sounds really good. On This is my litmus test for how records sound. It sounded really good in my car, and it just, <laughs> it's a good-sounding record to me. Like, and, uh, you know, and, and it's I guess it accentuates a little bit more knowing, you know, when Jimmy Bain passed away. So it's like, but then you start to key into, like, his bass playing a lot more on this record and even, um, you know, the Dio records he was part of. And it's just, it's a solid rock record. It really is. It's a good, good rock record. So, and yeah, Star Maker, it can't go wrong. It, it told, it's a classic Dio song. Awesome. And it was produced by Jeff Pilsen. So, uh, Jeff go. Pilsen of Dokken and Foreigner and Dio fame because he did play on several yeah. Dio albums. So let's uh, so so Star Maker will be our, our twofer here the um, number five and number four basically um, of both of our lists here. So let's let's check Star Maker out. <laughs>
that was Star Maker by Last in Line. So let's see here. Since since we sort of did your five or did my five and your four, let's jump to my four. Let, let's see. I doubt this is on your list. So <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one of those out of left field things, and um, was actually a somewhat of a guest on a, a show yesterday here in Spain and and they were talking up Alter Bridge quite a lot and I said man for every for everyone that voted for Alter Bridge you need to check this album out because in my opinion it blows the Alter Bridge album away when it comes to hard rock and actually there's a lot of metal going on here as well I was lucky enough to interview Monty Pittman earlier this year and for my liking, number four is Monty Pittman's Inverted Grasp of Reality. Just a great, great album. The track that we're going to play, man, uh, this fucking track blows me away. And his soloing, you can tell that Randy Rhodes' mother was the person that gave him guitar lessons because there are aspects of it where he sounds like Randy Rhodes. And there are people that I've played this for, and they said, oh, you know, he sounds like Dimebag Daryl. I'm like, no. I'm like, Daryl sounds like Randy in a lot of different things. And this is sort of the the origin is Dolores Rhodes teaching Randy and then, you know, the two of them learning vicariously through him and then Monty taking lessons from Dolores and learning even more about how to play and, and whatnot. So uh, was Monty Pittman's inverted grasp of reality on your list, uh, Chris? It was not, but it's now on a list of things I want to listen to for sure. Very cool. I definitely recommend checking this out. And if you haven't checked out The Power of Three, which is the album before, it is a both really good albums. Uh, this album actually has Billy Sheehan on bass, the new one, and it also has Richard Christie of Death, Icers, Charred Walls of the Damned, and obviously Howard Stern fame on drums. So... Let's check out the track Double-Edged Sword by Madonna's very own Monty Pittman.
right, we are back, and that was a little Monty Pittman. Again, support the bands that you love and help the podcast out by clicking on the links below. Uh, same deal if you go to Galaxy of Geeks and click on any of the Amazon links or any of the ads there. Uh, we get a small percentage of any purchase that you do make. Uh, we actually do have uh, one piece of merchandise up there on the Mars Attacks website. It is It is a plain ringer shirt which says uh, Mars Attacks Podcast. Uh, so check that out. There's a uh, T-shirt design that I'm working on currently that will be for sale in the new year. So uh, look out for that. And there's um, there are links where if you have a, a podcast or you have a band or or anything you want to advertise, there are links to the um, uh, advertise case. I believe is the name of the site where we're set up. I should know this instead of sounding stupid and guessing but uh <laughs> there's stuff on the site use it it's awesome <laughs> yeah I, I sound like uh like your typical politician here yes it is it is advertised cast my bad where you can not only advertise with mars attacks but several other podcasts which um which allow you to advertise on their sites their shows so on and so forth so Anyway, back to our show. Um, number three for Mr. Chris Vaglio. What is your number three? My number three is going to be Metallica Hardwired to Self-Destruct. And I know this was much lower on your list. Uh, <laughs> and we've had a lot of discussions about it. I've listened to it a lot since we've last talked Um and, uh, you know, I, I really do enjoy the record a lot more than I think initially. I mean, there's still, for, for me, I still feel like the first part of the record is better than the second half of the record. But right. um, there's a lot of really good songs on there, and I, and I, and I, I really do enjoy it. Uh, and I've been listening to it a lot more now. I've been gravitating a little bit more towards now than I was uh, when I first initially heard it and all that. So, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, there's a... I, I like the fact that they put out the videos, actually. I thought that was actually a really cool idea um, Yeah, with, with the videos that actually, to me, helped me actually get into some more of the songs, <laughs> ironically enough. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I've been really enjoying the record. Uh, it's been fun. I don't know how else to put it. You know, there's some parts of this record that bring me back to, uh, bring me back to, you know, being like 14 years old again. So... And it's sometimes that's all you can really ask for, so at least in my world, in my. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hardball to self destruct, and uh, you know, I mean, there's there's a bunch of good songs on this record, so I'll I'll let I'll let it be dealer's choice. <laughs> no, you you can pick one. That's cool. Uh, I got no problem with that. All right, you got no beef. No beef. No beef. Um, you know. Because I, I listen, you know, there's so many songs that are playing on rock radio right now uh, with with this record. But I, the one I've been really uh, digging a lot is uh, I really like Atlas Arise. I just I keep going, okay. back. I just keep going back back to that song. So Atlas Arise, awesome. Let's check out some Metallica. And and by no means, you know, I think the album is good. I think there's five really, really good tracks on it. If you include the uh, track that they re-recorded, uh, which they put out 
I guess last summer, the summer before that, right. uh, which is Lords of Summer. Um, yeah. If you include that, there's six really good tracks on it. I, my my issue is that had they've done those six and maybe cut down some of the other eight, then I think it would be a a, a slamming album. I mean, it's not a bad album. It's still got really good stuff on it. And well, I Atlas, think I was going to say, not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but I, I think that. Would, just to not close the door on that discussion, but I think this is a, a great example of, you know, and, and, you know, God bless them because how many bands are in the position that they're in where they can put out their own music, they don't need a record label anymore, they can self-distribute, you know, they can, uh, right. there are very, very few bands in the world, in the music business that can do what they're doing. Uh, but I think you also see the other side of that too. Um, being able to say, well, I'm just in control of everything, complete creative freedom, I think is is a wonderful thing, but it can be also be something that maybe gets pushed a little too far because no one's around to tell you no, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. So, and I, and I do agree with that. I, I think the record could be cut down. It still made my list, but, you know, that's why uh, iPods are so good. Just... <laughs> no, but it is, it's, it's a pretty cool record. I, I do like it. It's growing on me a lot more. And I do count the, the Lords of Summer remake <laughs> as re-record because that was like a demo version that they released. So yeah. I, I'll count it as I'll count it as six six really solid songs on this record. Yeah, I, I think that that was a good call by them to do that. Uh, what really disappointed me was that they were going to release the demos originally of the the album, and then they decided to add that, which I'm fine with. But then all the cover tracks that they've been releasing on different tribute albums over the last few years, they decided to include that. And I was like, eh, I have all this stuff. You know, I yeah. really, you know, re- really no point for me to um, to honestly need to have this again. And I mean, I uh, my train of thought is to go out and get that vinyl box set, hopefully if it's still available. So... Uh, we we shall see. Uh, so even 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 if you, if you want to say that I'm poo pooing it to any extent, I still want to get the physical copy, which I have not obtained yet. So anyway, let's check out some Atlas Arise. Chris's number three pick for 2016. Thank you. 
do my best uh, talking metal impersonation here. And we are back. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, we are back. We are back with my number three, and this is something that we'll see if it's in your top two, but this is definitely an album that you turned me on to this year. I had all but given up on this band because they had released a few subpar albums, and I was like, eh, just another one of those paint-by-numbers albums. And and we started talking on the uh, Galaxy of Geeks podcast about it was Game of Thrones, and I will always remember the first track here um, in association with Ramsey Bolton and how with his final episode with his comeuppance where I remember the trailer had come out and you'd said, ah, this first track, The House of Shame, would be the perfect thing to go along with that battle sequence. Yes. <laughs> and you obviously know what it is. It's yes. Lacuna Coil's Delirium. Uh, I have been playing the ever-living shit out of this album uh, for the last two months. It just clicked with me, and I actually um, put a whole uh, like playlist together for my phone by the band where I more or less narrow it down to all of my favorite tracks by the band, and I've been playing this a lot. Uh, again, this is a band that I had sort of thought that they were dead and buried, but they've had several member changes over, over these last few years, and maybe that led to a, a heavier output by them as well because this album is a lot heavier than anything that they've ever released. So... Um, did this, by any chance, make your list? It most certainly did make my list. <laughs> it actually, uh, uh, it, it was my number one pick. <laughs> it was because uh, I, it's, it's a record that, I, yeah, I have listened, I've listened to the shit out of this record, man. I love this record. I just think it's phenomenal, and and this is a great return to form for this band, and then some because. Yes. I, you know, obviously, I think um, dropping like three members of this band and and uh, and all that, and then it just seemed whatever they did, uh, like purging or whatever, they they revitalized this band, um, and uh, they, the sound is fresh. Uh, it's not paint by the numbers. Uh, the the last couple records, uh, actually, I feel like the last few records, even the last several records, have been spotty at best like one song was good and then the rest of the record falls apart not yeah. the case with this record it's 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 a really really good record and i'm really happy that they uh that they put this out i hope that this is sort of uh, uh an upward trend for them that they're going to kind of continue on this trajectory because i think for a band like them they took some chances on this record and it paid off uh the, yeah. the first song is just I mean, I talk about an opening track setting that's setting the tone for a record. Um, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get any better than, than the opening song for for this the House of Shame for for this this band. It is just awesome. It literally makes like when it, when I put it on my my car stereo, I I crank it because I, I love the feeling of like the car like rattling and <laughs> yeah. You know, I am upset that I missed these guys when they came to the states. Um, it seemed like they were here and they were gone. Like, and so, um, you know, maybe they'll come back again. But this this record is just solid, man. And if you did not get it or missed it, and 
you know, I didn't even see it make a lot of other people's lists, to be honest with you, from, you know, what I've seen out there. Uh, so I, I don't know how this, I don't understand how this record flew under the radar, uh, I guess, on, on some lists. But go back and listen to it. Get it on Spotify. Go out and just buy it. I mean, it's, it's a great, great record. So I agree with Victor 100%. Well, there's there's a whole reason why I've only seen this on one other list out there because most lists are, let me see how metal I can get and name bands that no one knows. Um, a lot of a lot of lists had to have Meshuggah because you know what Meshuggah releases absolutely has to be the best regardless whatever it is. Um, and there are a few other bands out there like that. And, you know, for anyone that likes Meshuggah. This album is probably the the best album that they've released in a while. Uh, there's still going to be elitists out there to say, oh, it still it strays so much from you know the original essence of uh, of whatever of the band, you know. But whatever, you know, uh, th- this list at least for me is definitely you know based on you know what I feel are my favorite albums, and and honestly, out of you know the the people here, I've I've interviewed several of these, but you can tell from some of the other lists out there. It's like, dude, your number one is number one because you have to save face with this person that you interviewed. You know, it's it it sucks. Instead of being you know shooting from the hip, it's keeping up appearances. So, uh, so if you like uh, the Lacuna Coil, cool. If you don't. Fuck it, you know, you yeah. pick whatever you want, you know. Yeah, there's enough music out there. Hey, this is just uh, our opinion, too, so what the hell yeah. do we know? <laughs> that, that's it. So you want to go with the House of Shame, then? I think you got it, right? I mean, it's just... I mean, the okay. thing is, you hear this record, and you're just in. It's just, you're sold. Uh, <laughs> and the thing is, I had it, and I'll just really, really quick before you play it, is I didn't even know that they had a new record out. I, I, by chance, walked into this, the, the, the record store, because they still have some of those in New Jersey, um, Vintage Vinyl, and they had it on display, <clears throat> and Vintage Vinyl does a great job at displaying stuff, and they had a, the new releases, and I saw it there, and the sticker on it said, uh, the heaviest, something about being the heaviest record Lacuna Coil's ever done. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And I almost didn't buy it because I just, the other records had left such a bad taste in my mouth. But I said, you know what? I, I, one time I was a really, really big fan of this band and, and I always want to give them a chance. And I was like, I'm just going to buy it. I bought it <laughs> and I threw it in the car and that opening track came in and I'm like, done. <laughs> if the rest of the record is good, and it is, uh, it just sold me. So, yeah. She's, yeah. Hear the song and that's it, and you're 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 sold because the record is solid. Awesome. So let's jump into the House of Shame by Lacuna Coil. Stop! 
and anybody should go back and like queue up Game of Thrones that, <laughs> that scene and just play the song and it, it just it just works <laughs> just replace it out it works <laughs> now do you have Ramsey over top going Nong, or whatever it was that he was saying <laughs> when they're firing the arrows yeah yeah exactly <laughs> 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 okay, so since that was my number three, um, what is your number two? <laughs> I know we're jumping around, uh, yeah, which is hilarious. So my number two, and I see it's so funny because I and I know I don't want to do any ties here, but I kind of have a tie, which is a little weird because it's like it's kind of copping out. But like the thing is, I had this record as my number two for a while this year, mm-hmm. um, but then. But I didn't want it to. I didn't want to move it off the top five because there, once again, so many, so many records. For me, I felt like it deserved to stay there. But then I heard this other record, so I've got two number well, two. Well, th- um, th- that, that's is that that's okay? fine. Yeah, since since I, I mean I. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's cool. I mean because um, we obviously overlapped with uh, with Lacuna Coil and with uh, Last in Line, so that's cool. So right. that way we sort of even things out. So give us your first number two. Okay, so my first number two. This was my original number two that was been on my list for a good part of the year. Um, is Anthrax's uh, For All Kings, and I'm going to explain. Okay. So the reason why, and and, uh, and Victor was part of this because I was really pumped the night I bought the record when it came out. I bought it on vinyl. It was cool. It, got, it came with the the, the, uh, the dust cover for the turntable. It had the uh, it was colored vinyl, like splattered, really awesome, really beautiful packaging. Although what pissed me off more than anything is the fact they didn't put a download code in the LP, which I just coming, you know, it's 2016 guys. Like, you know, if I'm going to buy the record for $25, double LP, like give me the download code so I can listen to it on my iPod and listen to it in my car. You know, don't make me have to buy the record twice. It's kind of shitty, but that's not there. They're they're re-releasing it. So you'll be able to uh, buy the re-release if you want to. Oh yeah. If I want, if I just want (laughs) to buy it again. If you um, want to buy it again so for it, one extra track and for demos. <laughs> oh, okay. And for demos. Eh. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, at first, it, it, actually, this record took a very long time to grow on me, to be honest with you. Uh, my initial yeah. reaction was, okay, because I think that, um, you know, I thought Evil Twin was a really good song, uh, in my opinion. It was something I, I really got me in, into this record. I, I saw them do it live uh, when I went to go see them with Lamb of God over the, over the, uh, in March and they sounded great and they played that song and it just sounded amazing live. And it got me even more excited for the record uh, to come out. And uh, when I first heard it, it definitely wasn't, I was expecting more things to sound like evil twin. And it was sort of like more like metal with some cool, you know, with some rock stuff thrown in it wasn't what I was expecting because I really loved uh, the the last uh, the last record. Um, worship is, music. Uh, worship music. Yeah, I really really enjoyed that. I thought it was great. I think Joey sounded great. I uh, just wasn't kind of prepared for the different mashups of genres in this record. But ultimately, after I've listened to it a bunch a bunch of times and and uh, and I've seen him now play a bunch of songs from this record live, 
I've definitely fallen more in love with this record. And, and that's the reason why I put it at a number two is because I, I got to commend them for taking, I think, chances on this record. Um, you know, I think they, they've expanded themselves musically. And, uh, and some of the songs that they've done it on, I actually like. Now, you know, some of the stuff is a little like, some of it's still a little like, eh, but for the most part, I, I really do enjoy this record. I put it on a lot. I listen to it a lot. Uh, it's on in the house a lot. <laughs> I, put, <laughs> I put songs on, on, you know, in my different playlists and things like that. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool record. Um, yeah, it's, it's why it stayed up my number two. Because I've had it on since it came out. I've just been li- keep listening to it. Uh, it's no Lacuna Coil, but uh, <laughs> but it's it's really it's it's a solid record in, in my eyes. With you know maybe like a couple skippable tracks, but um, you know my my second number two. <laughs> wait wait wait! Don't oh, don't sorry. get into that yet. Yeah, oh, okay. we'll All right. uh, All right. we'll we'll play something off of the the Anthrax, and I will say that I'm 100 percent with you with your entire assessment because the same exact thing happened to me and the album grew on me and I will say that there's one track that I absolutely love off of the album that gets stuck in my head all the time especially the the chorus part to it but I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want to influence your opinion um, as to what track you want to play since it's your choice um (laughs) And I will say that on my list, Anthrax was a, was on top of Metallica also. So it was. there are two other things that that we uh, agree with. But yeah, I, and I do. I think this is a better record than a Metallica record. Yeah. Um, so, what is your choice? What would you play off of this? So the song that I, I really um, I, I really like on this record, and there's so many good ones they've been playing on rock radio. And Monster at the End is awesome. Breathing Lightning, Evil Twin. Uh, and you know, Breathing Lightning, Evil Twin, they've been playing live. Monster at the end, I've seen them, like I said, a few times this year. Uh, I'm going to be seeing them again uh, with, with Kill Switch Engage in the new year. Uh, but the one song that I think is really cool, it turns out to be the last song on this record, which I think is a good, good cranker, and it's Zero Tolerance. It's just, for me, it's got so many classic anthrax elements in it. So, Zero Tolerance. The truth of humanity's far from the same It's focus is cruel, it's heartbreaking pain As if I needed more reason to hate A savage decision, it's not hard to make Family and friends dare to threaten what's mine Kill motherfuckers for crossing the line While my life and I choose Murder and mayhem Cause I wasn't you
some anthrax with zero tolerance. That was one of Chris's number two picks here. What is your second number two pick? My second number two pick, and um, because I'm, I'm because this came in late in the year uh, for me, and it's, it's actually I think it's only been released now for like I don't know maybe a month and a half, possibly maybe two months. Um, I don't know. It's everything seems to blend in at the end of the year because everything seems to move at hyper speed. But uh, Testament Brother of the Snake, Brotherhood of the Snake, uh, man, I love this record. <laughs> I think it's so, such great classic Testament. Uh, once again, when I was talking about how Death Angel owns their sound of the the Bay, you know, their brand of Bay Area thrash. That Testament owns that's their sound of, of their version of the, the Bay Area thrash metal because this is great. I mean, once again, their last couple records, they've been, they've been stepping it up and uh, really have gone back to, I think, the things that made me always love Testament and made them one of my favorite thrash metal bands of all time. Uh, and this, this record, man, holy cow. And, you know, Victor and I had talked about this on Galaxy of Geeks a few episodes ago, and this was one of his recommendations. And I had just started listening to it at that point, but then when you said what you said, I started listening to the lyrics more, and, and it just, it's, <laughs> the record sucks you in. It just, yeah. just really drags you in, and it's it's really good. It's really good. I'm hoping to see them this year. They're, they're going to be playing uh, out in Jersey here, uh, the Starland, I think, in March or uh, April. So I'm hoping to be able to go check them out when they play, because I haven't seen them in many, many years uh, but I, I would love to hear them play songs off this record live. So, um, yeah, Brotherhood of the Snake, man, it's it's a it's a killer record. And uh, just so you know, this was my number one pick. I had a, I had a feeling it was in there somewhere, <laughs> just because we had talked about it. I'm like, it's got if if Lakuta Coil is it, I'm like, it has to be. It had to be in there for you because uh, you were talking. <laughs> You were you were the one because I had just started listening to it. And then when you had, and then when you start talking about it, I'm like, oh, I gotta really dive into this record more. And man, it just it just sucks you right in. It's fantastic. Yes, yeah. The the album again. The lyrics are outside of one song. That's about um, uh, that's about pot. Basically, is about cannabis. Yeah. The rest of the album, the lyrics focus on. All if you're a UFO nut, if you're about conspiracy theories and how all of this is all tied together, Ancient um, aliens. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. I mean, it's funny. I've read an interview with him where the lyrics were about sort of that, how this whole how there are alien cults and this and that, and and I started listening to the lyrics, and I'm like, dude, this these guys sit on the, the tour bus and watch Ancient Aliens nonstop. Well, them and a lot of other bands that profess to do that. So um, definitely one of the, the strongest albums that they've released in, in their catalog. Yeah. And I, I go back to having a conversation with a friend of mine who's um, – who's a big Parkway Drive fan, and, and his whole argument that he had with me is, man, these older bands have to give it up so that bands like Parkway Drive can headline these festivals. Mm, Testament just released a huge middle finger when it comes to that because – and actually Testament, Metallica, Anthrax, Megadeth, all of these bands have released – awesome albums this year uh you know so just to say ah, give it up guys you're too old they, all these bands still bring it 
both in the studio and for the most part in a live setting. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's why I'm really looking forward to seeing Testament because I just I haven't seen them in so long, and and uh, it's it's just great to hear these bands like freaking doing good records. Like they're not just putting out yeah. some some sloppy stuff. And you know, and, and in terms of Parkway Drive, I saw Parkway Drive live this year in one of the festivals, and I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm just an old fart now and, and all that, but uh, I just <laughs> didn't. It doesn't hold a candle. I'm sorry. To offend all the Parkway Drive fans out there, but uh, I don't think they hold a candle to to a, a band like Testament. Once again, my opinion. So you know what they say about opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, do you have a preference for this album? You want me to pick? I mean, uh, you know what? what? I mean, geez, man, there's so many. There's a lot of good songs on this record. Uh, I mean, obviously the first song is great. I think Pale King is is cool. I, I think the the lyrics on that. But you know what? Yeah. Why, why don't you pick? You, you you pick it since we both share it. Yeah, I know that um, Mark Striegel from Talking Metal played the Pale King when I was on, and he chose that as one of the his tracks of the, of the year. Uh, I want to go with Seven Seals, which nice. is a fucking killer track off of this. Yeah. So let's check out a little. Testament uh, before coming back and checking out my number two. So we've been uh, jumping all yeah. around here <laughs> with <laughs> with the various numbers. Ne- next year we have to do um, a-, a polling thing where we do points and whatever album ends up right. the the highest ranked is is what our number one is. That way we we fo- we forego all of this nonsense. That's true. But, uh, yeah, we'll do that next year. It's it's still cool nonetheless where we get to talk about all this stuff. So anyway, a little testament here with Seven Seals. <laughs> Thank you. 
This will be the the last uh, segment of the show, and um, my number two is something that I haven't seen on a, a lot of lists. Uh, again, I saw Mark Striegel listed the, a track by this band as one of his favorite tracks uh, by any band this year, but uh, this is something. This is the year when. Everything that Troy Sanders has touched, in my opinion, has been gold over the last few years. And Troy Sanders, for those that don't know, is bass player and singer, or one of the many lead singers in Mastodon. He's also part of Killer Be Killed. But this year he put out an album with Troy from um, Queens of the Stone Age the drummer of At The Drive-In, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and I apologize, I don't remember who the second guitarist is, but he's from a post-hardcore band that just slips my mind right now. Again, great um, great research on my behalf here. But uh, the, the name of the band is Gone Is Gone, where I absolutely love this 
this album and I've played it for some people and some have gotten it others have said ah this is a little too like postmodern metal for me or whatever but it melds it really melds like what Troy's known for in Mastodon it 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 melds in there what um now I'm mixing up everyone's names here. <laughs> it's Troy from Queens of the Stone Age, damn it. You can definitely feel his his guitar playing um, all over this stuff because he's really a, a textured uh, player in the sense that he isn't like your typical lead player. He isn't your typical... Um, you know, uh, guitar god per se, but he's done a lot of cool stuff over the years. And it's they're both Troy. So it's Troy Sanders, Troy Van Leeuwen, uh, Tony Hajar, and Mike Zarin is who makes up the band. The track that I choose off of this is called One Divided, which I absolutely love off of it. We'll... Um, We'll use that to uh, wrap up the show. And I guess the recommendations for, for this week is is fairly easy for this episode, given all the great things that uh, that we've discussed. But I think easily the Testament, the uh, Lacuna Coil, uh, we'll throw in the, um, the Gone is Gone. And, and since Chris had his other uh, number two here with uh, Anthrax, we'll throw the Anthrax in there as well. Th- those will be uh, our our picks or, or our recommendations that you'll find underneath the episode in the show notes. So um, feel free to click on any of those and, uh, and pick them up. So um, I think 2016 was an outstanding year for all things, hard rock, metal, uh, hardcore punk. Uh, there's always something great to, um, to find out there. And, Chris has definitely helped bring a different flavor to the list than, than what I brought to it. And uh, again, hopefully you guys check some of this stuff out. So at least uh, hopefully Chris will be telling me throughout the week, man, that album sucks that you picked or, or whatever it is. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I was writing these down, man. There's a bunch I haven't gotten a chance to listen to. You know, like even uh, I know the good Jira, like that's like the darling of like everybody. Like honestly, I've never really. I've listened to tracks from them, you know, like I've never sat down and listened to a full Gojira record. So, you know, I guess, uh, you know, I, I definitely want to check this out because everybody's been talking about it. Uh, the Mont- Monty Pittman, for sure. I'm anxious to check that out. And the Nine Inch Nails, I didn't even know was out. So, yeah, I, I was as we've been talking, I'm writing stuff down and actually saving the stuff on Spotify so I can go back and listen to it. Uh, <laughs> you know, and there's, of course, too, like you had 20, I had 10. There's there's records on here that they didn't. Make it on my top ten, but they I still listen to them. Like you know, we talked about Megadeth really quick, and yeah, you no, know, and that was a that's a that's a solid record. Uh, I really enjoyed listening to that record. The, the Killswitch Engage is like one of my favorite bands. Um, I've seen I saw them like three times this year, and I'm going to go see them with Anthrax next year. And I, I really liked Incarnate a lot. It's a really good record. It's I think the the last record's a, a bit better, but there's some really really killer tracks on on this record. So. And seeing them do these songs live is, is cool. And, you know, that's the other thing, too, is, you know, if you get a chance to go out and go see live music in these bands, go out and go see them. Because, honestly, the only way these bands even make any money is by live playing live and, and supporting the bands and buying their merch at the shows cause, um, or buying direct from their websites. Because this is the only way these, these guys are making money and continuing to be able to, to, put out, to put out music, you know, at this point. 
a lot of these, you know, these guys are all families too. So it's, it's, yeah. uh, you know, this is, this is them doing what they love, but Hey, you know what? They deserve to be paid for it like anybody else. And, and the more everybody goes out to live shows and supports them and, you know, keeps the bands in demand, so to speak, the, 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 the cooler it will be for everybody. And hearing some of these songs live, man, will totally trans transform you. Like, I'll even use one one quick more example before we split up. I was never, honestly, a really huge Lamb, Lamb of God fan. And mm-hmm. I know that's kind of sacrilegious to say in a lot of circles, but I just was never a huge Lamb of God fan. And this year I saw them live for the first time, and uh, it totally changed my perception about the band it, it, to the fact that I went out and like got everything that they did. And I'm like really, really like dig them now, and they're – they're really great, and every time I hear them now, I think back to like the live show and and uh, the songs they did, and how much energy like a band like that puts on, and um, it, it makes a difference. So uh, definitely uh, go out and, and support these bands if you see them come in your town. Uh, I mean, listen, Metallica's whatever; they don't need the money, but even Metallica's always been a pretty decent live band, and, and I, you know, ever since I was like a, a teenager, going to see Metallica was like just a part that's the way of life for me <laughs> you know they come to new jersey they come play the meadowlands you go see them like you know because you just know that they're gonna play a bunch of, well except for those load years then then they were i ignored them but <laughs> but uh but anyway i i i, di- I digress but uh I'm i saw really them at the state of <laughs> i saw yeah <laughs> i'm really pumped about the state of music this year as far as records that have come out uh, especially metal records and especially some of the classic bands are really, you know, they're, they're, they're putting out solid stuff that like you want to go out and go buy and go see the bands live to support them. And I think that's, that's really key. And then I think 2017 got a lot of, a lot of good releases coming out, you know, and there's a lot of good tours that are going to be coming up and uh, I'm pumped. You know, I think the, the record industry and especially just metal and rock, you know, especially metal is, is been very exciting. It's, been revitalized, I think, in, in many ways with, with a lot of these bands now, uh, old and new, coming out and putting out some really great music. I agree. I absolutely agree. So we are going to end things with Gone is Gone here. Again, the name of this track is One Divided. Thanks again for listening to this episode, and thank you, Chris, for hopping on board. And uh, we'll have Chris back on at some point in the future. And if you like hearing us, again, uh, chew the fat, uh, get all geeked out here, not only with music but with sci-fi stuff, uh, check out galaxyofgeeks.net. So there you go. Uh, Here we go with uh, a little Gone is Gone and One Divided. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time right here on the Mars Attacks podcast. See ya.
Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks Podcast. This concludes our show. 